I V M. Hi, welcome to Conversations with Dr. Sheila. I'm Yazad, and today with me we have Anupam, and we're going to be discussing new e-commerce regulations and how that affects the e-commerce market. Hi, hi, Yazad. So the main thing that has been in the news right now is that Walmart is thinking of exiting from Flipkart. They bought a 77% stake, I think, last year worth some $16 billion. So that'll be a big hit for Walmart if they decide to exit from Flipkart right now. So tell us something about what these new regulations are and how this kind of affects us. Yeah, so uh, Walmart had just entered Indian markets last year. And uh, since they were a purely foreign company, they couldn't come in uh, as their own. So they decided it would be better to invest and actually buy out Flipkart. So they bought a majority stake in Flipkart and that's how they were operating. And now uh, there was this new kind of FDI in e-commerce policy, which said that a foreign-owned company cannot act as both a platform and a seller. So basically it cannot... So if, if you're a platform such as Amazon or Flipkart, then you can't sell goods from another retailer where you own a majority stake or more than even 20%, 25% stake. That's funny because <clears throat> it, does that mean that Amazon on its own site can't sell, say, a Kindle? Uh, yeah. So Amazon can't sell Kindles on its own site? Yeah, if you actually go onto Amazon's website right now and try searching for uh, Kindle or even Echo, you can't actually purchase it on Amazon. You can purchase it on a third party. So you can go to, let's say, um, um, a Tata Electronics this thing or a Reliance Electronics store and buy that or Chroma. Uh, but you cannot buy it on Amazon. Okay, that this is <laughs> absurd. But quite so. Give us a background. Why was this regulation implemented? Okay, so again, there is the stated reason and the unstated reason. So let's kind of unpack both. Um, the stated reason is that it was felt that uh, Amazon and Flipkart were doing a lot of predatory pricing, one. Uh, and two, that they were actually, you know, uh, favoring their own uh, retail aspect, a retail arm of the this thing than others. So what had happened is this FDI rule was there from quite some time, right? That uh, basically a foreign company cannot you know, be a platform and a seller on the platform. So what Amazon and Flipkart did was that they kind of cleverly, uh, let's say, found a loophole where they got into a joint venture with an Indian retailer uh, where they would have the majority stake, a wholly owned Indian company, uh, and they would just buy some stake in it and get into a joint venture and then sell on the platform. So, for example, you, you know, many of us have bought from the company called Cloudtail. Now, Cl Cloudtail is actually a disguised Amazon company. Same thing with, let's say, WS Retail uh, for Flipkart. So this only affects foreign uh, sellers in the Indian market? Uh, yeah. Because I was just wondering, Reliance is having some plans to coming into the Indian e-commerce market. <laughs> so can Reliance sell its own products and yes. Reliance sell G Geo products on their website? Yes, because this is a purely FDI in e-commerce policy. It's not, it's not actually a po policy on e-commerce by itself. Now, they're coming up with one of that as well, but we'll see what kind of monsters lay there. But this is purely FDI in e-commerce. So the stated reasons was that, yeah, predatory pricing and that they were unfairly favoring their own this thing at the expense of other retailers. Now, of course, you have to kind of peel away at these things and look at what are the unstated reasons, right? Uh, the unstated reasons are two. One, uh, as you said, of course, this is the... Uh, as of now, a conspiracy theory because we don't know, but it seems very likely that this is also done to favor our, our dear um, uh, first industrialists of uh, India, Mukesh Bhai, uh, because they are planning to get into the e-commerce space. Um, but uh, again, this, I, I, 
very difficult to kind of prove right now that that could be a causal uh, entity. But the second, I think, more um, important reason is that there was a lobbying group, uh, especially two lobbying groups. One was the Confederation of All Indian Traders and then uh, our, you know, our great economist Swadeshi Jagran Manch. So oh. these two have been involved in lobbying against the e-commerce company and saying that it's... Uh, you know, hurting the retailers, the small-time Kirana stores and retailers and so on, and thus the government has to come up with a strong policy against it. But Ambani will not hurt the small-time retailers. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, okay, I had no idea this was only supposed to be for FDI. I thought this affected all companies in the space. You know, so, the, yeah, this is just an FDI and e-commerce policy. They are, uh, as I said, coming up with a e-commerce policy by itself. And I, again, I don't know what or how that will shape up to be. So that's interesting. So you got to look at, you know, what has happened ever since. Uh, this is the equivalent of finding empty, you know, shelves on uh, supermarket stores. So if you actually try and uh, in the past few days, if you've been, you know, trying to purchase things on Amazon, you would find a drastic kind of difference. Uh, you'd find much higher prices than what was before and uh, much higher waiting time as well. So I guess this is exactly the opposite direction in which yeah. uh, we wanted to go, right? So instead of having prices go lower, you're having higher prices. So you have this unintended consequence and you have higher wait times as well. Yeah. So it just, I mean, it's kind of obvious because Amazon has had to cut uh, the number of sellers on its website by nearly 25 to 30%, right? Uh, so because of these new rules. So uh, Amazon was in various kind of partnerships with different retailers uh, where it would own, again, different equity percentage in those uh, holdings, right? So it could be as low as 20%, 25%, and uh, 50 and above percent, right? Uh, but it had to cut ties with all of these retailers, which means, of course, both are getting hurt, and of course, the consumer is getting hurt. Uh, if you look at, again, sales of both Amazon and Flipkart, they've had to, you know, the sales have reduced by about 25 to 30%. Wow. Uh, but the truly shocking figure, according to me, and, you know, we speak so much about consumer choice and trying to increase consumer's choice as, you know, we keep progressing. But uh, you find that both the companies have had to cut, uh, you know, nearly 40% uh, of the number of products they sell. So that's in up to 60 categories uh, spanning about, you know, uh, nearly, you know, uh, 45 million uh, actual products. So that kind of number is staggering the number of products which are off the shelf that's, that's now so huge yeah <clears throat> so basically what it means is that consumers are getting less choice so you have all these products that were once being sold in amazon and flipkart which obviously people were interested in buying are no longer being offered so what happens to all these products are, i mean because they've obviously been produced so are they simply just lying in factories waiting for the e-commerce rules to change once again or will they be kind of sold on another platform? What happens to all these products that were once on these sites but can no longer be there for the new regulations? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what will happen there. Uh, basically, given time, what Amazon will have to do is basically sell off all the stake it owns in these small retailers uh, who were selling on Amazon. So it would have to sell off its stake. Then they would be independent, pure Indian kind of company. Uh, and then they can, again, begin selling on uh, Amazon. But again, not Amazon products. So uh, you'd have the very strange kind of uh, situation where Amazon will have to, uh, you know, sell Echo and Kindle on Flipkart. And Flipkart will have to sell its own product on Amazon. So it's a very weird scenario. Yeah. Uh, 
I've heard that Amazon has reduced up to like four lakh products on its website. So yeah. Yeah, so if you just look at Amazon on its own, uh, it has uh, reduced about 4 lakh products on its website. So, um, again, this, I think, will have really negative consequences for the consumer, right? Uh, We were finally getting to the point where costs were coming down massively. So, uh, you know, in terms of transaction costs, which was directly being passed on to the consumer. So, the prices that the consumer had uh, was also being this thing. And, And the other big complaint in all of this uh, which we've not touched upon is that uh, the again these two lobbying groups said that uh, Amazon and Flipkart were giving away far too many discounts, right? They, was, they were actually complaining about that. So the the clarification in that FDI commerce policy also has this saying that you cannot give away too much discount. Okay, believe it or not. So you can't give away stuff at a cheaper price. Yeah. So think so, about this so, scenario. So Deshi Jagran Munch wants Amazon to charge higher prices. Yes. Uh, the government is asking foreign companies to charge higher prices to its own uh, citizens, right? It does not make any sense. It, it, it's <laughs> ludicrous. So basically, this is, uh, I think, connects back to what the French had done with Amazon, where they had banned Amazon from having free uh, uh, free shipping. So even if Amazon wanted to give free shipping, they're banned from kind of free shipping in, in, in France. <laughs> so they have to charge for shipping. So... In a sense, the ultimate goal might be to help the consumer, but these products, these sorry, these policies are so badly designed that they are har- harming the consumer. You're going to be paying more because you're going to get less discount. Uh, and I don't think it's really affecting the current ecosystem of sellers because to the best of my knowledge, Amazon and Flipkart have added more retail space in a sense, then taken away. So they're not really competing with these small market people, are they? Not at all. I mean, try to imagine a retailer who sells on Amazon, the kind of reach that he or she is now getting through Amazon. Uh, I don't think that person would have ever dreamt of getting it on his own by just having a physical store. So in that sense, Amazon and Flipkart have helped the retailers by a massive amount. Uh, also, don't forget they've added huge amount of jobs they've uh, created investment in the company i mean just look at how much uh, just these two companies have invested in the last few years the amount is staggering and we need investment we need jobs and yet yeah. we're driving away businesses so what kind of message are we giving out to new investors will for example will we ever get uh, uh, the same thing we drove away carrefour by the way the the french supermarket uh, this thing as yes. well um, i i don't know what message we are giving out to investors who will want to come and invest in India today? Yeah, this, this reminds me, George Fernandez recently passed away. And it reminds me of a time in the 1970s, late 70s, where George Fernandez decided to throw out IBM and Coca-Cola and all of that <laughs> out of the country. Yeah, so are we seeing some sort of resurgence of socialism in some sense? Because this is the BJP, but uh, honestly, the BJP hasn't really been an economic right-wing party not uh, at for all. A long I mean, time. It's, it's been we've seen uh, protectionist measures one after the other, right? Uh, we saw it in terms of hiking import duties on electronic products. We saw uh, price controls across many, you know, multiple products. And and by the way, this has gotten to the situation where the U.S. trade representatives are actually directly talking to the Indian government and saying you're seriously harming investment plans of American companies in India. Right. So, I mean, that's how serious it is. And and uh, again, think back, I'm going to give you 
much more recent example than uh, what George Fernandez did. But think about the telecom uh, uh, industry and what we did with the retrospective taxation to Vodafone, right? Uh, but see the consequences of such a regulatory move. You immediately had a lot of the comp- telecom industry kind of, I mean, players exiting the industry and you had m- much more consolidation happening and ultimately there's a loss in competition, right, in, in that industry and you it's not really where you want to be going and this is the same thing that will happen now. Um, I, I think it's this thing. But uh, my larger picture, and if you want to look at it from a pure technical standpoint, is if you really think that Amazon and Flipkart are doing anti-competitive pri- uh, practices, that they're doing predatory pricing, A, you will have to establish that. Right, you'll have to have proof of that, and the only competent authority who can actually do that is the Competition Commission of India. Now, notice that in this entire new regulations, they're not even involved. Okay, but one one thing that I found whenever people talk about predatory pricing is that you see these companies decreasing their prices, and maybe even kind of driving competitors out of the market. But I rarely see the prices increasing. Yeah. So you know this. <laughs> The important part of predatory pricing is that you have to see the seller becoming a predator, actually massively increasing its prices to take advantage of a monopoly situation. I don't see that anywhere happening. So this entire argument that it's going to it's reducing prices right now and giving discounts so it can get a market share, and once it gets a market share and drives out competitors, it's going to increase prices. But the second half hasn't happened. The second half has not happened at all. And in fact, I mean, if you look at just the the bottom line of uh, any of these companies, they've been making a loss in India for for a very long time. Now, yes, you can use that to say, oh, they're doing predatory pricing. But yeah, I I don't see the second half happening at all. You're uh, every festive season, you're seeing more and more discounts there, and. In fact, there is good enough competition between uh, even in an oligopoly kind of market where two or three big sellers yes. are there, uh, which means that they're going to keep themselves on the toes. And in fact, that's what uh, it it would be very wrong to kind of say that Amazon is directly fighting with your Kirana stores. According to me, those are two different markets altogether. <laughs> yeah, right. Because because even in the United States, you have these small stores uh, in say New York City, which thrive. Uh, so they're called bottegas. Right. Uh, so. It's not that a large retail online retailer necessarily drives away all the smaller retailers. They're adding on to the market. They're actually increasing the share. They, they're, to use a crude metaphor, they're increasing the pie. Yeah. And it's a good thing to have them, not a bad thing. And these excess regulations, you know, I think also smack of unfairness because you're you're only using this for FDI, so only for foreign players, not for Indian players. <laughs> yeah. So the entire predatory pricing argument goes out of the window because you're saying an Indian can predatorily price and drive small Kiranawalas out, the Indians but a foreigner can, can't. Yeah. The, the Indians can engage in vertical integration. The Indian uh, big company e-commerce platform can engage in any anti-competitive prices, uh, practices. We will not deal with that, but FDI cannot. Uh, which seems, yeah, it, it smacks of this thing. But again, I, I think this is where uh, a much more cynical kind of uh, outlook would come into play, which is, you know, elections are due. You have uh, the trading community is one of the voter base uh, that people are trying to woo. Uh, and in that sense, at least it makes some sense uh, because economically it doesn't. I see. But uh, what about the larger consumers? Uh, 
in a sense, it reminds me of, you know, a politician going around as you're talking about the election season, you know, in a circle of people and taking, say, one rupee from each pocket. You don't feel it, but the politician is making hundreds and thousands of rupees yeah. by taking one rupee yeah. from each consumer's pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, you know, giving some of it out to their cronies. So, so this has been a good discussion. Thank you so much, Anupam. Yeah, it's been a good discussion, but on very depressing news. So <laughs> we, we hope that the government will finally come to its senses and change this law. Yeah. Uh, which is what we are all hoping for. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, Yazid.